and welcome to another episode of the Four Generation of Friends podcast. I'm Jen. I'm Farron. I'm Kimmy. And I'm Susie. Today we're going to do something different. We're actually going to have many debates on a lot of different topics. But one thing we never debate is the right for people to love whoever they choose. We are proud to be LGBTQ plus allies and we will always stand on the side of what's right. We have a special guest who's going to read the questions for us today because we're going to be surprised. There's no studying and practicing for this, so good luck to us. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm Jen's daughter, and I'm going to be reading the questions. Today's questions are just general. So the first one is, are men stronger than women? Yes. I think that depends. Are we talking about strength, like brute strength? Are we talking about emotions? Or are we talking about when my husband's curled up in a ball crying because he's a 99.9 degree fever but i think like i'm not not over you can't do a blanket statement physically overall the majority of them yes but not all of them are so you can't really do a whole blanket statement like that no but there but i think there are lots of times that women are stronger than men well, sure. i mean childbirth is an example mm -hmm. i i, I love agree. those videos where you're watching they put that childbirth stimulator on people the simulator and you know, simulate the contractions and the guys are like bawling their eyes out. <laughs> you know what I, I do love is, and I'm going to give Chris a little shout out, is that I love when a man can say, like Chris has said a hundred times, I know that I could never hand a childbirth. That had to have been horrible. I watched that thing from start to finish. Oh my God. And I think it takes a special type of strength to say, I'm not as strong as you in this yeah. capacity. Yeah, I think when it comes to brute strength, definitely. I could work out all day, every day, and I would never have the same amount of strength as Steve. But talking about childbirth, and more than once in a delivery room, someone asked, said, are you doing, a nurse said, are you doing all right? And I was like, yeah. And then I realized they were talking to Steve <laughs> because he was all pale and about to pass out <laughs> from watching. Well, um, when I just to piggyback on that, when I was giving birth, Chris was like, it's hot in here. I can't sleep. My hands hurt from rubbing your back. <laughs> and my mom said I sat up and my head spun around like 360 and I yelled, this isn't fucking about you. And it, he was thoroughly chastised and was perfect for the rest of Aww. the <laughs> I think there's a lot of I think there's other places, too, where women are stronger. I think a lot of women and not this is not a generalization or. I don't want to be a general, but there are some women that are stronger emotionally than men, um, that they can take a lot of stuff. I mean, you, some of these women in the 1800s when they, you know, had 10 babies and oh. nine of those 10 babies died. I mean, that would have been oh. horrific. Yeah. And, you know, I think too, the women are stronger because, you know, they work, they have children, they take care of the children, they take care of the house most of the time, or a lot of them do. And the husband goes to work and, in most cases, mows the grass. Um, but, you know, like, really, unless they're, the guys are going to work, cleaning the house, taking care of the children, I mean, the women are doing all the work, and I think that's more strength for a woman than Yeah, a lot than a guy. I think women, many women have much more stamina. <laughs> that's, oh, that's, that's a good, good. word. Yeah, I, I, like I agree that. with both of those points, but... Um, and it, it might be a unique to me dynamic, but I guess that's why we're debating things. Um, I do a lot more of like running Stella around. I sew her ballet shoes. I do all that stuff that Chris can't do. I try to keep up on laundry. I'm not great at it. But I think Chris has to be strong going to work every day, knowing that we fully financially depend on mm -hmm. him. Like my whole paycheck is just for me to have fun. Whereas 
he has to keep this together. Right. Mm -hmm. I would agree. That's That's true in my case too, that um, sometimes I look around and think I'm doing so much around here. And then I realize, and he's making it all possible. And we're the same way with Brian, but I still, he's got to do everything. (laughs) Chris is really good at wiping counters and mopping and doing laundry and really all the things I fail at. I wouldn't be married to me, but I've said that before. (laughs) Right. Well, And and I'm lucky because Bob does help out, but you know, there are a lot of, there's still a lot of families Mm -hmm. where, the husband doesn't help out. Yeah. And in your case, Kimmy, I think Brian does a lot around the house, but your job is much more physical than his physical. Is. Yes. That's I true. think that makes a big difference. Yeah. I agree. Thank you. Should prostitution be legal? Yes. Yes. I think so. I agree. Okay. I think it's people- a job. Suze, what do you think? Well, it's not really something I've ever considered, but I'll go with the crowd. Yeah. I'll tell you why I think it should okay. be legal. 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 I said legal. I oh, said so illegal. illegal. No, why it should this is why prostitution should be legal. Tax that shit. And then you have also, so we're getting all sorts of money because people are freaking nasty. And then two, you have parameters on it. Why does tra- sex trafficking exist? Because people who are trying to meet up with a prostitute are trying they have to go through back alleyways mm-hmm. to find somebody to bang. If it's legal, and I can't, I don't have any statistics or anything to quote by this, but I think 98% of people hiring prostitutes just want to get laid. So they would go the legal route and not get in trouble versus trying to like slink around exactly. and find some person. Sense. Yep. It would be better from a health situation, from a health standpoint too, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. There'd have to be, there'd be requirements. If you, if you legalize it, there'd be requirements. And safer for people doing it. Like, just, like, physically safe or not mm-hmm. just... They wouldn't have to yeah. be hanging out in the bad neighborhoods. Right. right. But, you know, you, you get the... And... Or, yeah. And... and they wouldn't be paying all their money to pimps. They wouldn't... I mean, all right. of that goes away. If, if I have right. the ability to make the decision that this is what I want to do for work, that I'm getting a paycheck, I'm getting paid taxes, I'm doing it in a safe environment. I mean, I don't... Plus, again, tax that shit. Here's the funny thing, though. You said that they wouldn't be paying all their money to pimps. But if you really look at prostitution... It's just like a business, right? The owner gets the money. They give the worker a wage. No, they don't. That's where it's wrong. Because I've looked into being a pimp. Actually, I want to... Oh, my God. <laughs> stick with me here. I always wanted to start a cult. So if cult, owning a cult or starting a cult is a lot like being a pimp. So what you do is you find these broken individuals mm-hmm. and you beat them down so they have no self-worth. And then you get them to do things. And they give you all the money. There's not a pimp a true pimp in America that's handing money back to these girls. They have nothing. They're giving all their money to these guys and they're afraid to stop because they think they're going to get murdered or, or, or they're also paying for protection. And if it was legal, they wouldn't need that protection. So, I mean, it, so where I think that it's different is like as a business owner, you have a vested interest in your employees doing Yeah, okay. I don't really beat them. <laughs> um, so I think that. Well, you did beat me that one. Oh, my God. It was over <laughs> Greek dressing. I mean, I take that shit seriously. Right? I mean, we don't even want to talk about that dressing. <laughs> But I, I do think, yeah, I mean, and like if you look at sex trafficking, people getting kidnapped, underage people getting passed around, I just think a lot of that goes away. If you well, I don't, just... I don't think it would all go away because you uh, still oh no, but because a lot because of prostitution it. would only be legal for eighteen year olds and Correct. older. So there's so there's still people that are going out there trying to get their. But once again, I think the majority of these guys are just trying to get laid. I don't think they're like this girl's seventeen. I think they're just like here's a girl I'm going to fuck her. Right. So if you have yeah. Yeah. right, if it's legal, I think you drastically cut down on the people that are sleeping with yeah, people who shouldn't be slept with. Can we? Okay, next question. 
Should you brush your teeth before or after <laughs> breakfast? Both. Before. After. Both. I used to say before, but now that I have to drink my poop juice with the orange juice, it has to be after, because if not, I brush oh, my yeah. teeth, and then you drink orange juice, and oh my god, that is the worst. Oh, uh, well, I have to brush my teeth as soon as I get out of bed. I just... Me too. Uh, and then... After I, I'm not a breakfast eater, but after coffee or tea or whatever, got to brush again. I don't want to tell you how many times I brush my teeth a day. You're, you might think I'm a OCD. How many times do you brush your teeth a day? You don't want to. Yes, we do. Four. Six. Five-ish. I brush my teeth after, I guess I would call it breakfast, but I wake up and I have hot water with lemon and then coffee and then I brush my teeth. Kimmy, what'd you say? She uh, doesn't brush. Oh, I do brush. <laughs> I brush, and I said before breakfast because I have to just get ready, like, all in one shot. Like, I can't come back. I can't get ready and then go have breakfast and then come back and brush my teeth because I'll spill everything toothpaste all down the front. So I also I don't do get it. ready before breakfast unless I'm, like, going out to breakfast, yeah, at either. which point I would brush my teeth first. Um, I just get ready and then go to I get ready when and... I'm ready to go somewhere. Okay, so I get up. And I get ready to work out. I get up and I brush my teeth and I get ready to work out. And then I go and work out and I come home and have coffee or tea and then I brush my teeth and it just kind of goes on like that. Okay, next question. Should you put mayo or ketchup on your fries? Ketchup. Ketchup. Fucking neither. I don't know. It just depends on the fry. Like, because like, like Wendy's, you got to stick them in the ice cream and McDonald's, you just eat regular. And then... Those steak fries, they gotta have ketchup. No, ketchup is the absolute most foul condiment in America. It is just a collection of garbage mixed together. It's trash. It's the tomatoes. only people who I mean, should I eat it was just tomatoes. The only yeah. people who should eat ketchup are three-year-olds who don't have a refined palate. I'm disappointed in every single one of you. <laughs> okay, but wait, I didn't say for why everything. Why is mayonnaise even on this? Who does mayonnaise with their fries? Some people do. Really? Ranch, Some do ranch is good. good. Ranch How is about good. Mustard or ketchup? I use spicy brown mustard on my fries. And if that's unavailable, mm. I will use yellow mustard. As long as they have plenty of salt, I could do them salt, straight up. Yeah, but, which, but, but which is the best fry? There's only one acceptable oh. answer. It depends fries. on what you're putting in. Oh, those are good oh, too. Yeah. Um, that's its own little class. Though. Wendy, I feel like Wendy's fries. Wendy's with the ice cream. Which fast food fries are the best? McDonald's. If they're oh, hot. McDonald's. McDonald's. No. And you lay them no. on your filet of fish sandwich. So you take the filet of yes. fish, you take I'm the lid off, put the fries, put the bun on, eat the whole thing. It's the best hangover cure no. ever. White if Castle has gonna, the best if fries. You're they're have crinkle. A fish sandwich. You even... Actually, actually, Chick-fil-A. If you're going to have a fish Ooh, sandwich and french fries, don't you want to savor that? No, you take the bun off, you put the fries on, you put the bun on, and then you won't have a hangover. The second that sandwich is done, you're like, oh, shit, I feel like... Instead, you feel like you're nauseous and want to throw up. Yeah. Okay, this one kind of goes with what Kimmy said, but is it acceptable to dip fries in a milkshake? No. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely Especially not. Wendy's Only chocolate Wendy's. No. Wendy's chocolate frosty. Only Wendy's chocolate frosty with Wendy's fries it's are the only thing that's acceptable I mean, that. it's not against the law, but why would you? Have you ever tried it? It's salty no. and sweet together. You because have to try warm it. Warm fries shouldn't I. go in cold no. milkshakes. Okay, but fries. people know that it's Wendy's, and people do it. Okay, I mean, but I just don't want to sully my french fries with a fish sandwich or a frosty. I want to enjoy each of those separately. Hmm. Listen, you only put the fry on the fish sandwich for a hangover cure. But uh. I agree with you. Absolutely no on a milkshake. That mm. is foul. Okay, next question. Bar soap or liquid body wash? 
liquid body wash because I swear anytime you go to someone's house and they have a bar of soap, someone else's pubes are on. Yes, they are. Like, what do they do? Do they rub this soap on their pubes and then put it on the tray? Well, I don't understand. I'm just thinking at home, bar soap all the way. Because it's my pubes or my husband's pubes, if you will. <laughs> and then I look at the soap after I'm done and I can like, mm-hmm. But they're usually not mine because I don't have any. <laughs> Too much TMI right there. Wow. Okay, I had a whole forest before and this I actually, morning. Now it's bald as a baby's butt. <laughs> and I actually use both because I have to use the Dove Super Sensitive Bar Soap for my hoo-ha. Oh. Because I get a lot of infections. And then I use body wash on the rest of me with my sponge or my loofah. Time for a mid-episode drink break. I'm Farron, and I'm currently drinking champagne. I'm Kimmy, and I'm drinking crisp, refreshing water. I'm Susie, and I'm drinking Jen's homemade lemonade with vodka. And I'm Jen, and today I'm having summer beer. And for those of you that have never heard of summer beer, it is a delicious, tasty treat. It's very simple to make. All you do is take one can of frozen concentrated lemonade, fill that can with water, fill that can with vodka, add three light beers, mix it all together in a big pitcher, and drink. I do warn you, though, it's pretty pretty strong, so be careful after you have a couple getting out of your chair. Now's the perfect time to hit pause and refill your drink glass before joining us for the second part of this episode. Next question is, do you support the death penalty? Yes, I do. I, I would actually be okay with a living in one of those countries where it was an eye for an eye. This one's hard for me because on the surface, I would say, yeah, there's so many things people do that, like, I just don't think they deserve to live on. However, where I struggle, where I've always struggled with this is all of, like, the Innocence Project, all of the people that were on death row and it gets overturned and it turns out they weren't guilty. So killing people that hadn't actually committed a crime. I mean, how many people do you see come out, especially now with like DNA stuff that have been on death row for years and turns out they were innocent the whole time. I agree no, but if that. you're, if it's a, okay, so let's say it is a school shooter and the shooter's there with the gun and they catch the guy right there. Would, he shot 10 kids. You don't believe in the death penalty. I then? would say on that though, like, and I'm right there with you, Farron, I'm going to piggyback that. I would say, unless you physically see them committing that, event that was so horrific but then you have to decide what's horrific um yes but then if not i mean i you can't do it on the reason that i would have to say else i just don't think you can yeah that yes i think if someone does something so horrific like that like i would love to see them put to death but i just think there's too many times where like someone's eyewitness testimony got someone put away and so like we're supposed to believe in that but it's still inaccurate because when people are going through trauma, they see something and they think they got it right. So, like, I just, I'm still nervous that too many people would get put to death that hadn't actually done anything wrong. I agree with that. I think that, like I said, you really got to have them right there on camera, visible doing it to do something like that. Or the, or an admission of guilt. Yeah, and then, um, like, look at all yeah. the, like, so all these kids that were, like, 10, 11, 12 committing horrific crimes were put on death row. Now they've decided that that's unethical and they're overturning it. So most of them are living or getting like 60 year sentence of life. So I don't know. There's just a lot of ethical things there that do I think there are crimes that are so horrible. Someone should die if they did them. Yes. Do I think we should be the ones to judge? I don't because we're all flawed and people make mistakes. We are the ones that judge though. That's why we have jury trials. Right. But again, they a lot of times aren't right. Like, (laughs) 
circling back to all the people that are getting released now that were, you know, found guilty of shit 20 years ago. And they've lost 20 years of their lives. It's true. Okay, next question. Is cloning ethically acceptable? What are we cloning for? Another, another one of me. A puppy. <laughs> Animals. Animals? Oh, if they were exactly the same. I mean... I mean, like, I, I, I'm ask, I ask that question because, like, you see all these parents that have, like, a sick kid, and they have a baby that, like, their whole goal is to, like, use that baby's blood, bone marrow and stuff, and it's a horrible Jordan existence for that child and all that shit. So if you could somehow clone, like, the parent to get DNA shit, you know, but then again, that's still, if even if you clone them, they have to grow from the ground up, so they're still being used for... Yeah, but, I, but who's to say that you wouldn't do that if it was your child? I mean, people... No one wants to lose their child. No, right. but if you're cloning and then creating a second child and then only treating that child as like a medical device rather than a and person. Organ donor. Yeah. yeah. I well, would a puppy. That puppy wouldn't live as long. Or a kitty. Why not? Because when you clone something, its life expectancy is shorter. Go ahead, sir. At the dog place I worked at, they had three dogs that were all cloned from the same dog. Oh, they all look the same. Tell us more. I don't know. They were just somebody's dog that was being watched at the place. Somebody's Aww. dogs. But they were clones. I mean, I would clone Stella. I don't Stella. know how long they lived, but... But the other thing is, like, so Stella is perfect. Shout out Stella. But if you clone her, unless she was raised in the exact same way, she's not going to turn out the same way. So, yeah, she's the same DNA. Or, like, like identical twins. They have the same DNA. They're essentially clones of each other. But they're not always the same because there's so wow. many outside factors. So even if you raise them the same, they don't turn out the same. Girl, don't Susie know. and I can both tell you with our multiple <laughs> kids that you treat them all exactly the same. The entire you, know, you do the same things to raise them their entire lives, and they all turn out differently. So, but do you do the same things? Do you think you were treated the same as? No, exactly. <laughs> so they're not raised well, the same. You try to raise. Them you the try same. to yes. You do the same basic things. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're totally different. I know, like I'm a third born too. I so, know. So, but back to the question: Is it ethical to take cells of a human or a living being and use them to create another living being that's exactly the same thing? I don't think so. Well, I guess so. I need some more information. Like, why are we doing this? I guess is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah, I think it's well. It's, I think because people can. That's why they want to do it. Yeah, they like have the, the money. What was the goat that got? Or what was Dolly? She's a sheep. But sheep. if you did, if you clone seven dollies, and then you because, and I don't think this is a whole other topic. But say you're researching environmental impacts and you treat all seven dollies differently, then that could be huge for scientific research. But then that gets into should we do research on animals, and that's a whole different beast. Should euthanasia be legalized? For humans. Yes, I think it should. Under a physician's care. As long as you're you're making the decision for yourself. So I guess, once again, everything I say, there's all sorts of caveats. So what if someone's got dementia? What if they have Alzheimer's? What if they aren't capable of making? What if they're profoundly disabled so they don't know what decision they're making? But then you look at like a Dr. Kevorkian and people were seeking him out because they were so miserable and they just didn't want to go on anymore. As a fully functioning, right-minded person, if that's the decision you make, and you could make that decision before you ever get to that state, and I mean, it's I no agree different than that. signing a DNR. Yeah, but I think, like you know, I think that if I ever go deaf and blind, 
and can't walk or lose all my limbs, put a pillow over my face. I mean, that's no joke. And I feel like I should have that right. I don't or, think that's... Well, or if it was okay. legal, then they could, someone could give you a nice shot and put you to sleep and you just wouldn't wake up. You wouldn't have to have a pillow over your face. Yeah, but... Susan? I guess I think if you have ALS and there's no chance you're going to survive and there's no chance you're going to get better and you can't even get physical therapy or occupational therapy because insurance will only pay for it if you are showing signs of improvement, then yeah, you ought to be able to opt out. But the reason that euthanasia is not legal is not because of the person who's dying. It's because all the people who are left behind feel like they have some say-so in what mm -hmm. should happen to that person. Yep. Which is wrong. Like, my grandma had dementia really horribly bad. Like, she, I would go visit her with Stella, and she would cry and, like, ask why her parents weren't visiting her, and she was 90. Mm -hmm. And I miss her terribly, but when she died, it was almost like a relief because you're looking mm -hmm. at this person who's so miserable, and she was constantly having infections. She broke her hip, like... That's no way to live. Mm -hmm. And if that were me, I wouldn't want to live. So I think it should be legal and we should be allowed to make that decision for ourselves. And mm -hmm. no, I don't think it should be left up to the people that yeah, because, are here with me because yeah. it's my life. And you know, you see like, I mean, cancer, it's in cancer. You see like these, the horribleness of some of it. If you've ever, if, you, if you've ever watched someone die of cancer, yeah. you could not say that euthanasia should be illegal. I graduated I with a guy who so was 36 and he just passed away last month. And he was like, I'm going to hospice. And everybody did fundraisers and they were trying to talk him out of it. And he was like, no, I'm done. Yeah. I just think it's, you know, when there's so much pain, there's not a reason for people to be in pain. So. Okay. Next question. Should social media platforms be held responsible for the spread of misinformation? Mm. Well, newspapers are, correct? Mm. No, ever since the Fairness Doctrine with Reagan, they said that you don't have to tell the truth and news, news reporters can report whatever they want without telling the truth. Nobody's held responsible. Then I think that it's the same for social media because we have a right to free speech and, you know, I, I think so. I think it's hard, though. I think it causes a lot of damage. We of have a right to free speech, but the problem is, like, 50% of Americans have, like, an under an IQ under 100. Yeah. So when misinformation is being spread, and, and I'm not trying to be a bitch, but if you look on your Facebook and all mm -hmm. the people that are the biggest conspiracy theorists and mm -hmm. spreading that stuff, almost every single one on mine, I can go, yeah, that guy wasn't very smart in high right. school either. So he's just absorbing information that people are willy-nilly sharing, and it's like, yes. he's not even smart enough to make the call and say like this is wrong like this doesn't go with science or with the way the world actually works well in my opinion social media is going to be the end of our world it's going to destroy our country wait it already has destroyed our country yeah i think there are benefits of social media but I, that might be another topic i'm not no, sure i think there's benefits to social media too <laughs> i just think that the the negatives are so bad and cause such destruction and there's so many people that think if they read it, it's true. Right. Yeah, but I don't know that that's necessarily social media either. Like, you have news outlets putting things out. You have well, websites putting things out. Like, I always like the, the positive of social media, like, and I look at my kid who's 13, is you have all these people who otherwise would be being indoctrinated by their parents to, like, horrible, terrible stuff. But because they're on Snapchat or whatever, TikTok, they're seeing other people's viewpoints. And I think it's actually helping them to become more open-minded people versus just, like, being, you know, in their... The world's 200 years old and the dinosaurs cause mm -hmm. cancer homeschooled society you know like so i think 
social media also does a world of good. That's a good point. I mean, I don't post very often, which I feel like everybody that posts usually says, I don't post on here very often, but blah, blah, blah. But I just made a little post the other day, a picture of me with my husband and my daughter and son-in-law. And I just got so many positive mm -hmm. reactions and people I hadn't talked to in a while. And it just felt really good. Yes, but I will say that we don't put the bad things in our life out there on right. social media. When you're posting, you're posting your A-game. Right. And people need to think of that when they're reading. Because, I mean, even at my age, it's hard to not be envious of the life that other people are portraying on there. And I can't imagine what it's like if you're 13. Like, I have, so I have a business as a restaurant. And, I mean, even at that, with all the negative comments that people, because everybody's a food critic right now. And, but even at that, I mean, they're free to say whatever. Does it suck? Yeah. But it's like, you know, I feel like that's their experience. And we're giving, you know, people are using a voice, quote unquote. You know, they're hiding behind their keyboard. But do they feel like they can actually say something? This is where they can say. But the funny thing is on social media, you realize you're only saying stuff to your friends. But you're not even reaching masses of millions of people when you put stuff out there. What you're doing is you're stating your opinion or your, your stuff but, but, so in, let's, short, so, in short bursts. I mean, you have a 1,000, 2,000 friends on your thing. No, then go. you just, that's all you're reaching right now. I mean. Well, so I want to go back to Kimmy's example. Yeah. So you're saying that it's okay for people to say whatever they want on social media. So what if people were out there posting that Kimmy had rats in her restaurant and they sell rats in her restaurant and they sell fake all this news. fake news right and they right. and so there's these lies out there about Kimmy's so then there's business. a difference between um what they're saying and slander sl slander or libel there's a difference in that so that's what i'm saying it's a lie hey, no <laughs> no way. but but there's a difference in that you know what i mean i'm saying oh hey i don't like this food okay you know it sucks here's where i got it okay so you get to say whatever you want to say there's a difference in in doing that. What is slander? I don't know what Lib is. libels it's written way. slanders talk. Okay, so speech. so it's libel because that is detrimental to the establishment of so, whoever so, it is. So, so so should the social media companies be held responsible for libel on their sites? No, but I just saw yesterday. The people should be. I just saw yesterday the most beautiful poetic social media thing of all time. So my hometown swore in two police officers, and one of them is a known racist. He posts racist stuff on social media. He posts horrible fucking shit about, I mean, he's, he's a horribly terrible racist individual. And everybody in my hometown commented, that guy's racist. What are you doing? People posted screenshots. So he got sworn in on the 5th. Yesterday afternoon, he got fired because of all of his posts on Facebook. The police chief was like, He's a horrible fucking person, and I don't want him on my police force. So, once again, an example of social media and the open restrictions, that was good because this guy is a known racist, and had it not been for social media postings, he would be, I'm using hashtags, you can't see me, protecting the streets of Marion right now. Quotation marks, not hashtags. Bitches. <laughs> I mean, I'm not disagreeing that there's good parts of social media. Uh, when someone robs a store and the police post a picture of that video and people are able to identify that person. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of good uses for it. It's just when people are telling lies and, and I guess that's the issue. The issue here is not that social media companies should be held responsible. 
the people should be, but who's going to hold those people responsible for all the lies that they're posting? No and one does. And that's where I'm circling back to some people aren't smart enough to realize that these aren't accurate statements. So they are so easily swayed by whatever they see on the internet. Yeah, because we saw on the internet, it must be true. Is it ethical to use animals for scientific research? So we kind of touched on that a few minutes ago. I would... Someone else go first. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it, but I'm not a big animal lover, so I'll let the rest of you guys answer. Mom, is I think that you? I think it is a necessity. I think we have to be able to test drugs on something, and we're not going to trust test them on humans. Mm -hmm. But we're actually, like, giving them the disease and then testing a drug on them. I don't think we should be using them to test makeup or... That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I think there are parameters where, like... Certain yeah. things are very important and we should test, but like if some if this bronzer is safe, like test them on a right. fucking kid. I don't like them either. Right. Um, <laughs> oh my god. So I think though, like I think bronzer shouldn't have anything in it that we should have to worry about whether or not it's safe. That's my thing. It's yeah. like you know we're doing yeah. all this and we're we're so if we're able to kill chickens to eat them or whatever it is, then we can test on them for the greater good. Is Hashtag there a dead rooster. Right. Is, is there a lot of chicken testing going on? I, I know a rooster that we could test all sorts of shit on tonight. And if we want to test, can a rooster stand up to a vehicle moving Let's 20 miles an hour? I'm good with it. it. I okay. mean, isn't that like utilitarianism? I mean, isn't that really like, because you're doing something for the greater good and the greater good outweighs. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's, I think testing on animals is good for that for scientific reasons on medications and that kind of stuff. I guess I'd have to say. Not bronzers. How, not bronzers, not makeup. I mean, how else are you going to test it? I mean, you do it to people. I mean, the only die. other way is clinical trials on people yeah. that are so far gone. that. But, like, and that's the other thing. They're so far gone that, like, did it work? Did it not work? Right. Would it have worked in a previous yeah. stage? Like, it's impossible, I think, to test on people. Yeah, I agree. Okay, next question. Should wealthy people pay higher taxes than the poor? So I have a completely out there theory on taxes. I think you should be taxed on your purchases. It should be a flat tax based on what you purchase. The more people buy, the more they pay. So wealthier people that buy more stuff are going to pay more tax than people that don't. That being said, groceries, medications, that kind of thing should not be taxed. I believe in a flat tax. So I don't care what you make, whatever the percentage is, 10%. So if you make a billion dollars, you pay 10% of it. If you make $5, you pay 10% of it. Like everybody just pays the same amount. And they all get the same amount back on their tax returns. Well, if we all if we had a flat tax, no one, no would, one would have no one, you wouldn't have to file a tax return. Okay. But it's like no every time we make more money, we pay more in taxes, and that makes me fucking crazy. So, Kimmy, what do you think? The more you make, the more you should pay, or not? I don't know, because it's I don't know. I don't have an opinion on that one. I'm not sure. I know, at the risk of sounding really shallow, I don't have an opinion on that. But I just I mean, feel like it's like tax breaks for like Jeff Bezos is worth 250 billion dollars. He should fucking pay more in taxes than I do. I and he doesn't because of all these write-offs and all these things. Just flat fucking tax. Sorry, Mom. I'm going to cuss a lot because I'm a little couple of champagnes in. Should drivers be banned from using cell phones while driving? I like in the whole hands capacity? I like the whole hands-free thing. I mean, yes. I got no problem. I like to talk on my phone. I like to listen to my texts. I like to respond to my texts. Do I think somebody should have one hand on the wheel and one hand on their phone? No. 
You know, though, Chris, though, um, is a special, special man. And he can be talking on his phone, like, through the speakers. I'll, I'm in the car with him all the time. And he can't do two things at once. So, like, he's driving, but he can't focus on your conversation and be, like, like, I'm, like, turn left here. And he'll go past, ooh, paying attention to my phone. So, like, some people do not have the capacity, even hands-free, to have, to multitask in that way. I look at that as, like, Hands-free, absolutely. Not texting, driving, all that good stuff, um, or emailing. But then again, should people be able to put their makeup on while in no, the car? No, they should or not. eating or, you know, all this stuff. We use phones as the number one, but, you know, people are eating. They're getting fries out of the passenger oh, I've seen, seat. I've seen women put on their mask. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, so, no, that, they shouldn't be able to do that either. <laughs> so, I mean, should they be able to talk on the phone driving? Yes, because we listen to music. Okay, but as thing. someone who just got T-boned at 45 miles an yes. hour two weeks ago, and I still get a little nervous driving right now. Well, yeah. Um, people don't realize, I think, that you're operating this, you know, 2,000-pound vehicle that's capable of a fucking lot of damage. Like, we take for granted that we're going to go from point A right. to point B without any issues until that moment that you don't make it to point B, and then that can be well, a little bit traumatic. Yeah. And, and what if you're having a upsetting conversation what if right. you're having an argument with someone what if you're you just found out that your grandma died and you're you're talking to somebody on the phone and you're crying i mean those are all distractions yeah. so i i think distracted driving is the issue not necessarily right. yeah, yeah. Right. Right. i agree but i think but, okay i'm sorry it's another thing how do you police that yeah. how do you police somebody putting on mascara while they're driving and how do you police the hearing about the death of somebody what are you doing right. driving okay call me when you stop so should it be illegal? I don't know the, I don't think the so. answer to that, but we as human beings should think of how, you know, I'm driving this car and I'm responsible for all of the people around me. Like we always learned in driver's ed, it's not that you're a bad driver. It's that anyone around you at any point mm -hmm. in time could be doing something they're not supposed to be. So you're actually looking out for all the other people. And that's mm -hmm. kind of fucked up if you think about it. Yep. So what if that, what if the person driving the car has already had an accident because they were talking on their phone? Should they lose their phone privileges? Well, would they admit that? Well, you can tell. Well, do people that don't have a license stop driving? Not necessarily. So it's like one of those. It's uh, how no, are you going to drive mopeds? <laughs> Golf cart. Those are the okay. DUI people. <laughs> if you listen to the podcast today and would like to hear more about one of the topics we've discussed, please drop us a line and let us know. Or if you have a topic that we didn't discuss that you want to hear about, we'd love to debate that too. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Four Gens Podcast. Four generations of friends. Four opinions. Four decades. Four drinks. <laughs>